Welcome to the Spurs Up Show, home of the best Gamecocks content on the internet. The following is brought to you by our friends over at Prize Picks. Go download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com. And when you do, use the promo code TSUS to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to. $100. Price Picks is the simplest fantasy game on the market focused around prop total entries. You pick two to six players and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. Price Picks has no sharks, optimizers, or mass multi entry. It's literally just you against the projection. They also allow mixed sport entry. So, for example, you can take the over on LeBron, parlay with the under on Mahomes. They've got college sports, pro sports, literally anything and everything you can think of. They have got it over at Prize Picks. They also have a slick, easy to use mobile app, both on the App Store and Google Play. And they're rated 4.8 stars in the App Store with Rave. Review. So many fans and listeners of the Spurs Up Show have made tons of money with our friends at Prize Picks, and you should as well. So, again, go download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com. And when you do, use the promo code TSUS to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Be sure to check them out and tell them that Chris from the Spurs Up Show sent you. Let's get it! We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. continue we head to Fayetteville Arkansas the Arkansas Razorbacks entering year four of the Sam Pittman era who better to help us break it down than John Neighbors of the Locked on the Razorbacks 
podcast. John, I appreciate you taking the time, my friend. Really excited to chat with you today. Hey, it's good to be on with you. Always appreciate the old historic SEC rivalry of Arkansas and South Carolina. That used to be a thing, but it's not anymore, unfortunately. Yeah, I think we missed that game, John. I, I would much rather play Arkansas on a yearly basis than Texas A&M. And for more re reasons than just it was more competitive when South Carolina and the Hogs are going at it than what we've seen with the Gamecocks and A&M. Thankfully, the Gamecocks did snap that streak. But uh, there were some great games, great matchups. I think, though, I still have nightmares of Darren McFadden and what he did to South Carolina's defense back in 07, 08, what have you. So don't necessarily miss those days. But it was a great series, and hopefully with the new scheduling we will see it return soon. But before we look, John, <clears throat> at this season, let's look back at 2022. Arkansas, 7-6 and six overall, 3-5 and five in SEC play. And I really feel like the defining stretch for you guys because there was a lot of hype, a lot of expectations. Obviously, Gamecocks traveled to Fayetteville. And really, you know, the, I think the score was a little bit closer at the end than the game actually was. Arkansas was able to push South Carolina around. But that three-game stretch in which K.J. Jefferson got hurt. He then had the bum shoulder. Look at 2022. You guys did win the Liberty Bowl, <clears throat> excuse me, Kansas in overtime. Just talk about, again, that 2022 season and what year three of Sam Pittman was like for the Razorbacks. Well, it was a frustrating year because uh, you mentioned it. The expectations were really high for Arkansas. And uh, looking back on the season and knowing the schedule that they had, you, you, know, you mentioned that South Carolina game. Uh, not, Arkansas not only had to go in through the SEC West and have uh, a few opponents like South Carolina to play and uh, also Missouri out of conference, but or in, in the conference, but then out of conference, you had Cincinnati, who was just coming off of a college football playoff appearance. You had Liberty that had Hugh Freeze as a head coach. You had Missouri State, who had Bobby Petrino as a head coach, and they had to go on the road to BYU in the middle of the year. It, it was a grueling schedule, and everybody knew it was going to be that case, but People still felt like, hey, with the players that you have, the, the talent you brought in through the transfer portal, uh, it could be another really solid year from 2021. They went nine and four in 2021. Why can't they replicate it? And they didn't. They went six and six, seven and six with the bowl victory. And it was considered to be a disappointment because not only did you feel like you were better than six and six, but some of the games like against AM, speaking of frustrating games, uh, Arkansas could have just punched it in with KJ to go up 21 nothing and would have won the game. Uh, fumbled it and returned for a touchdown. You lose that game on a missed field goal at the end. Uh, the Liberty game, K.J. Jefferson was not healthy, and Arkansas was all out of sorts, and you give a lot of credit to Liberty. They took care of business. Missouri at the end of the year uh, was another one. LSU, like Arkansas lost to LSU, Missouri, and A&M. They're three trophy games by a combined seven points. Yeah. So it felt like that was a team that was good enough to go nine and three, maybe even 10 and two if they really got things going, but you went six and six. So it was a frustrating year, but I think what's helping Arkansas fans right now is that uh, a lot of changes were made. A lot of necessary changes were made. A lot of great players were added out of the portal and you get KJ Jefferson back, which is always helpful whenever you have your stud starting quarterback. So a uh, frustrating year, a uh, year that hopefully doesn't get replicated, but fans understand that, Hey, it's a process and they look to the future and hopefully it ends up being a lot better for them in 2022. Yeah, John, you talk about those trophy games. And again, I was just going back, looking over the schedule. I mean, you're talking 23-21 to Texas A&M. Really, Bama and Mississippi State were the two lopsided affairs. But 21-19 to Liberty, 13-10 to LSU, 29-27 to to Mizzou. So, like you mentioned, some really, really close losses in a couple of games. If it goes your way, the complexion of the season is totally different. We know that year three, it's talked about a lot with head coaches, that that is sort of the – the launching point or the year that kind of tells you what the trajectory of the program is or that current head coach. So 
maybe not the year that fans were looking for, but what's the overall feeling and vibe around Sam Pittman going in his fourth season? Obviously, he's replacing both coordinators, which we'll get into in just a second, but what's the overall vibe? I know Sam Pittman is beloved down in Fayetteville, and I just think of like the week of the Carolina-Arkansas game again, like Sam Pittman, man, was the rage. It's all people were talking about, and then as the season went on, as you know, man, winning, losing, et cetera, it takes its toll. So how are fans feeling about Pittman going into year four? Well, Sam Pittman, as you mentioned, he's beloved. And I've made the argument that Sam Pittman may be the most likable coach in the SEC right now because it's not like he's boring where he's not even a factor. Like, he's out there. He does make funny comments. You know, after the game, he's like, I'm going to have me a big old cold beer. Like, he's just a he's just a good old-fashioned football guy, and everybody can relate to that. So everyone's rooting for him, and he wants to be at Arkansas. He's always said this is his dream job. He means it. This is where he wants to be. And he also has been a part of teams as the offensive line coach that have competed for national championships. So he knows what it looks like. He knows what it looks like to win in this conference. So all the things that you want to see in a coach are there, but the wins and losses is what you get graded by. And he understands that. He knows that. He said that last year was not, not good enough. And that's why he did make the changes that he did. But overall, the fans really love Sam Pittman. Like they really want him to win. If they, if Arkansas could win a national championship, they want Sam Pittman to be the one hoisting the trophy. Like he's that type of coach. And I think he's done a lot of great things, especially being his first time as a head coach ever. I mean, you're talking about Arkansas going from the darkest of days to the, the uh, that guy who shall not be named, uh, had two seasons of two and 10 to coming in and COVID hits his first year. So you have a crazy sec schedule. So all these things coming together, and he has navigated it about as well as anyone could ask at a place like Arkansas. So I think everyone's still on board with him. Uh, they think that he has done some good things and made some adjustments and at least understands what it takes. But it's got to be executed. And going into year four, there's that expectation that you can't do what you did last year. You have to take significant steps forward. I think he does. But overall, I think people are still happy with him. But this year, as you know, and as everybody knows, uh, a couple well, bad losses can really change the entire narrative of Sam Pittman in Arkansas. Yeah, John, 19 and 17 through three seasons. But again, you think about what he took over and where Arkansas football was. He's done a great job with that program. Let's start offensively, John, with the Arkansas Razorbacks in 2023. Dan Enos takes over as your offensive coordinator. There's a new offensive identity a bit in Fayetteville going from Kendall Browse to Enos. You get your quarterback back, like you mentioned, K.J. Jefferson, which I think you could argue the best quarterback in the SEC, Rocket Sanders, at the running back position. What he did last year speaks for itself. Big-time questions at wide receivers, some question marks at tight end. They would try to address that through the portal and just two offensive line starters return. So first, we'll, we'll start with Enos. What do you expect out of this new identity? There are playmakers back on the offensive side, but certainly a lot of question marks for him as well in his first season in Fayetteville. Well, he's been actually at Fayetteville as the offensive coordinator under Brett Bielema. You know, a lot of people may not realize that, but uh, during the 2015-2016 seasons and 2017, he was the offensive coordinator and quarterback coach, and he coached Brandon Allen and then Austin Allen. And so people saw what he was able to do with Brandon Allen, especially where he was just an average quarterback under Jim Chaney. But when he came in with Dan Enos, he ended up throwing for over 3,000 yards and over 30 touchdowns and ended up being one of the better quarterbacks in the SEC that year. So they have seen him take guys and bring them to another level. Enos has coached at Alabama. He coached Jalen Hurts. You know, he was he was the quarterback's coach during that time, too. Uh, he's gone to Maryland and coached uh, ta uh, Tua Tagovailoa's brother, Talia. He's got experience of coaching quarterbacks and getting them ready for the pros. And I think that that's what people are really excited about. The aspect of Enos is 
not only like play calling it obviously is important, but you got to execute it and everything, but it's about his development of KJ because KJ is awesome. Like I think KJ is the best quarterback in the SEC. He's a guy that needs to stay healthy. He's but he is tough. Uh, he, lo- he loves it at Arkansas. That's why he came back for another year, but uh, he's got to develop some things to get him ready for the NFL and to take that next step. And I think Enos is going to do those tweaks to really help him out in that regard. And also, try to keep him upright as much as possible. That's the most important thing. He's got to stay healthy. So I think Enos has done a great job. I think Enos is a great fit for what Arkansas is trying to do moving forward. But as far as, you know, what what the offense is going to look like as yardage or as far as a comparison to what it was last year, it's kind of up in the air. But at least Enos knows Arkansas, knows what it takes to run a really good offense. And I think he has a lot of good pieces to make that happen this year. Yeah, John, I wanted to move to who do you think is going to be, you know, we talk about, again, Rocket Sanders, of course, the lead guy, but you look at the wide receiver position and there's not a lot returning there. Who would you say right now is the guy that maybe folks are not talking about or you think could be that breakout guy on the outside that could be the go-to option for K.J. Jefferson? Well, see, that's the biggest question mark is because you lost a few guys from last year that were really good. Matt Landers was a great wide receiver. Jaden Hazelwood, the transfer from Oklahoma, was really good, too. And you just lost a few of those pieces there. And Trey Knox, the tight end, of course, now that is at South Carolina, <laughs> transferred over there with Dow Loggins. Uh, obviously, you lose a few. I think those were the top three uh, targets for KJ this past season. So you got to replace those. They've done a good job in the portal, I believe, at least building depth. And the guys that they've brought in have a lot of strength and they're speedster guys. There's over-the-top guys. So... And in principle, it's good. But again, it's just a matter of getting them on the field. But I think, and this is a guy that may have a lot a name that everyone knows now, but I think that they'll start to get to know him as the season goes on, is Isaac Tesla. Is how you say his name. Not Tesla, but Tesla. He's got two A's. So he's a transfer that came from the uh, Michigan area, from a small school. And everyone was like, wow, this why is this guy getting offers from Arkansas, from Ole Miss, from A&M? He, you know, he was getting a lot of run, and he decided to pick Arkansas, and then during some of the spring practices it took them a little bit to get going but i saw exactly what they really liked in him he's a possession guy you just throw it in his vicinity he's catching it uh he's a really smart player does a great job at running routes and he's a big target and just during the spring game which i know you can't take much from but you could definitely tell there was a a good rapport there with kj and isaac to hooking up and so i think it's going to be him or another different or i guess i should say another isaac uh would be uh, or isaiah is isaiah satania so you're gonna have isaac and isaiah uh, he's also a, a player, a speedster from Fayetteville that showed a lot of promise and can burn you down deep. And I think that there's also been a lot of development in his game, too. So I think one of those two guys will definitely be uh, the leaders of the receiving yards, touchdowns, whatever it may be this upcoming season for KJ. So, John, let's move to the defensive side now. And there's a new coordinator on that side as well. So Travis Williams, the first year defensive coordinator. Uh, you add Trajan Jeffcoat up front, which I think was a big pickup in the portal, obviously coming over from Mizzou. Just four stars are back on that side of the ball. What I thought, John, was so interesting looking at these numbers is that Arkansas last year set the single-season school record for sacks with 42, but the numbers were not good. 30 points per game. Arkansas in the secondary gave up 295 passing yards per game, which is was the worst in the FBS a season ago. Like, that math isn't mathing for me. Like, I, I'm not really understanding – how in the world those numbers add up, but you had bumper pool last year. He was so good. You got to replace him. So a lot of question marks on that Arkansas defense. And of course, Travis Williams in his first year at DC, what are you expecting out of him? Are there any philosophy changes, scheme changes, and what has Arkansas done to, to fix that defense, if you will? 
you know, his past year is like a guy that hit 60 home runs, but he also has 78 strikeouts. It's like, you know, there's just so many problems with it that it just doesn't add up. And that's, it's amazing that Arkansas went seven and six, honestly, with the amount of passing yards they gave up. But uh, there was a major problem in the secondary. You had injuries like Jalen Catalan, who is now at Texas, ironically enough, but he was, he got hurt for the season and you had a lot of injuries, key injuries in the secondary and that it just came tumbling down. It was abysmal. It was terrible. But you had Drew Sanders, who was getting after the quarterback. The D-line was really good. You had bumper pulls, you mentioned. So you had some guys that were at least able to make it work. But I've always said at Arkansas, at a place like Arkansas at least, you don't need to have some great schemer when it comes to defense or this guy runs the 3-4 the defense or anything like that. Arkansas's best defenses have come down to what a lot of these teams have seen is just having the talent. You know, Arkansas's best defense was in 2014 over the past 10 years or so. And you had Trey flowers, you had Dietrich wise, you had uh, the Darius Phylon, you had Martrell Spate, you had NFL bona fide dudes. And that's why the defense was good. So you got to get to that point to where you can at least get some, you know, I mean, it'd be great to have all 11 guys be NFL guys like Bama or, you know, or Georgia, but you know, in Arkansas, you're not going to have that. So you got to have at least a few key pieces there. And once you do that, it, it's going to work out for you. And I think that that's what Travis Williams has really brought. The, the recruiting has been incredible. Uh, probably the best I have seen it when it comes to just getting visits, just getting contact with guys. And as of right now, I know it's early, but as of right now, Arkansas has more four-star commitments for the 2024 class than at this point in time that they've had like ever. So they're doing a great job in recruiting. I think there's a new energy and new excitement. And with the experience of Travis Williams and you throw in a Marcus Woodson, he's also been around. He's the new safeties coach, which is very important to get that in the portal. They've hit it hard and getting a bunch of D-backs uh, got a couple guys from Baylor that are going to be really good got Jaheim Singletary from Georgia who's a former five-star player uh, they're expecting big things out of him uh, you got Dwight McLaughlin coming back at cornerback who was actually one of the few key pieces that looked good Quincy McAdoo who is unfortunately in a car accident we don't know the extent still to this day of how long he's going to be out but if he's healthy he showed a lot of promise even my guy the no-fly zone Hudson Clark he was uh, he was a guy that actually did pretty well so you, you had some, the, the ones you wanted back, you're getting back in the secondary. You added good ones. And I think the overall depth and talent level of the defense is better this year than it was last year. The only thing about it is I'm like, Drew Sanders was really good. I mean, he's an NFL player. You, I don't know if you're going to have him replaced, but Bumper Pool, as much as I loved him, I think you got guys that are just as good to step up. I think the D-line has a lot of good guys coming back and also from the portal too. So I think the defense significantly is going to be better because honestly, it couldn't be much worse when it came to the secondary, at least. <laughs> now moving to special teams, John, anything of note, of course, Cam Little returns been really good for Arkansas. The numbers on him, 33 of 40, 82.5% on field goals, putting him on track to break the school accuracy record at punter Max Fletcher. I know there were some questions with the punter spot last year and uh, in the return game. Anything notable for Arkansas in regards to special teams? Did it hurt them a year ago, and what are the expectations for them this year? Uh, special teams, it, it's weird. Under Sam Pittman, he's got Scott Fountain. Who We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. 
Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Who is uh, the special teams coordinator. He actually brought him from Georgia. And every year at the beginning, the special teams are terrible. Like, it's just bad. Like, Cam Little's been pretty consistent. Uh, it's like talk about the Texas A&M game missing that field goal where it bounced off the top of the upright. I've still never seen that to this day. Like, just doesn't happen. But other, other than that, he's been as solid as they come. But the punting situation, you had Max Fletcher, but you struggled last year. But they had Reed Bauer come back in, and he was great. So he's now gone. He transferred. Uh, you had Bryce Stevens, who was a punt returner, uh, who actually returned a kick for a punt for a touchdown last year, who's really good at that. So you have some things where you're like, okay, this could be good, but it was so bad last year at times that it doesn't give you a whole lot of confidence. But as the year went on, it got better. It got more solid. It, there was less problems. And I know depth matters. I know, you know, you don't want a bunch of, bunch of walk-ons out there, which I you know Arkansas had to deal with sometimes with injuries. But I think that if it starts out bad again, then there probably needs to be something changed. There needs to be something like that because you can't start the season with block punts, missed field goals. The amount of lining up off uh, or the amount of uh, you know uh, lining up in the wrong places and getting penalties on special teams was absurd but it got better so it, it's it's not something that i would say is a strength of arkansas but it potentially could be if they just figure it out earlier than what they have the past few years so john when you look at this arkansas team in 2023 eight starters returned four on the offensive side four on the defensive side but again two of the big ones kj jefferson Rocket Sanders, and you take a look at this 2023 schedule. You open up with three straight home games in the non-conference, Western Carolina, Kent State, BYU. Then that big one, September the 23rd at LSU. I'm sure that'll be a great gauge of where you are. Uh, Texas A&M and Arlington on the 30th, then at Ole Miss, at Bama, Mississippi State, at Florida, Auburn, FIU, and Mizzou. How do you feel the 2023 schedule shakes out for Arkansas, your overall thoughts? maybe a key game or two that you think will shape the Razorback season this upcoming fall. This is the first schedule that I can remember in a long time where Arkansas just doesn't get absolutely wrecked by having to play at Georgia or a non-conference schedule. That's absurd. Like it's not an easy schedule, but is the easiest schedule Arkansas has had in quite some time, just because you don't have those uh, big time games against East opponents or non-conference opponents. And listen, like the non-conference games, you mentioned you have them all at home and you should win all those games. Arkansas, their toughest one's BYU and they smoked BYU on the road last year. So it's like, you should win all those games. And then you mentioned A&M. That game's weird. I hate it because Arkansas, I'm not kidding. Arkansas has been the best team in that game for like 15 straight years or however long it's been. But they've won one because of stupid stuff that happens. I don't understand it, but it's really frustrating. So who knows what happens in that game against A&M. And LSU and Bama, 
I don't think it matters if you play them at home or on the road. You're probably going to lose that game. And this is the first time Arkansas has played LSU in September ever. So they usually have all you had in November, and it's going to be hot down there in the bayou. So I don't count any of those games as almost like losses or anything. But the rest of the SEC schedule, State, Auburn, and Missouri, two of those teams have new coaches with Hugh Freeze and Will Arnett. And I don't know if they're going to be good or not. I don't think they will. I think it'll take a little bit. So you can win those games at home in Missouri. It's another frustrating game that you have been the better team, but you can't figure out to win. You better win that game. You have to win that game this year. So you win those three. And then your other two true road games at Ole Miss, who you've actually owned since Lane Kiffin's been there. The only time you've lost to him was where you had a two-point conversion to win it at the end of regulation, and you just missed it. And that was the year Ole Miss had like their best season ever, like ever, because that's what how little of a program they are. So it's like they are all about that. And then Florida, which I, I honestly don't think they'll be very good. Like they weren't that good last year. They've had some issues. I know they've done a good job in recruiting this year, but those guys aren't going to be there this year. So putting all that together, I think that this schedule is favorable. I think it's about KJ Jefferson's health. Obviously, I think the defense will be improved because it can't get much worse. Offensive line will be fine because Sam Pittman, as long as you, he's the coach, your offensive line is going to be good. Tight ends upgraded. You got the running backs. I think that if it all works out where everyone stays healthy and, and it does improve the way it should, I see no reason why Arkansas can't win eight or nine games this year. I, I really don't. And wins if it really wasn't a plan, which I wouldn't you know bank on, but. I think this schedule sets up for it. I think the team sets up for it. And I think Arkansas takes a significant jump forward and uh, not only being really good here in the conference, but uh, being able to showcase that, hey, under Sam Pittman and the future of Sam Pittman looks really bright, uh, trying to get things back on track after taking a step back last year. And, John, that's a great segue in what I, what I wanted to get to next, just the expectations for Pittman in year four. I mean, again, last year, again, year three is just labeled as that jumping point year. Maybe a little bit of a disappointment, especially with K.J. Jefferson, but he's back now. Rocket Sanders, there's some unfinished business type of feeling. And I feel like the the East and West are sort of similar, where it's like in the East you have Georgia, and then you have a bunch of teams that if everything breaks right, their ceiling's very high, but also things can go sideways in a hurry. In the West, it's like you've got LSU, Bama, and then those couple of teams that are Ole Miss, Arkansas, Mississippi State, even in Auburn with Hugh Freeze in year one, you know, if, if they're able to reach their full potential, you could see some eight-win, nine-win type of teams. And I would imagine with K.J. Jefferson back, again, you could argue the best quarterback in the league, their ceiling is extremely high, especially if he reaches his full potential. So just speak on, again, the expectations. To, I, know, I know you just briefly mentioned it, but the expectations for year four of Sam Pittman and what you're expecting from Arkansas this upcoming season. The expectation for Sam Pittman is kind of the same ex expectation for just Arkansas football as a program. And I mean this with all due respect to Razorback fans, and I think I speak for a lot of them. Our, the football program is really the only sport at the University of Arkansas that Razorback fans understand where they're at. Like in every other sport, they can compete and win national championships. Like in men's basketball, they can. And in and, and baseball, they can. In softball, they can. In track, they do. Like they, they understand every program in Arkansas, you can compete and win national championships. But they also understand in football, it's a different animal. And I think that most people will say that if you can just get to the point where you're averaging seven to eight wins a year, and on occasion every three, four, or five years, get to that 10 win mark, you know, get to that nine wins and a bowl win, something like that, you're going to keep your job and you're going to be fine. And people are going to love you for it. And I think that that's what it is with Sam Pittman, essentially, is going into year four. You know, the first year we went three and seven in that COVID year, which is still 
Uh, the, luckily, the SEC made up for for their uh, schedule in 2024 because the SEC Arkansas that year, but went three and seven. High, and this past year, yeah, you took a step back, but now it needs to get back to that point to where under for Pittman, I think for people, if you get to seven wins, seven and five, people will be fine. They won't be pumped, they won't be happy, but they'll be fine. Eight wins satisfied people are like okay good deal good good deal we like this this is great nine wins and above contract extension get him going like all right this is the dude let's let's get behind him this is awesome that's kind of where it's at right now six wins i think people will be probably split half people calling for his head other half saying give him a chance but if you don't make a bowl game this year you probably need like something's gonna have to happen because you can't go from nine wins to seven wins to five wins just that does not work in the sec and that will not work and that will not work here especially with this schedule especially having kj jefferson so i think that people will be between seven eight nine wins somewhere in there people will be okay but obviously the more you get happier people are yeah big year for Pittman and those new coordinators as well proving that there's the guys for the job john last thing before i get you out of here biggest question mark for arkansas this season and also what has to click for the Razorbacks to reach their full potential, let's say get to that eight win or nine win mark that you mentioned. Well, I think the biggest question mark is just the wide receivers, as we talked about, because uh, you replaced all your production essentially from last year and you feel good about the production you brought in, but you didn't bring in any like big names. You know, last year when they had Jaden Hazelwood from Oklahoma, he was a five star player that got people excited. Same thing with uh, a Matt Landers, where he came from Toledo, but he was at Georgia before and uh, people saw his potential there too. And you could have some of that this year, but it's just unknown. So I think it's the biggest question mark there uh, of just who KJ is going to throw to. I think, you know, the tight end position, Trey Knox was really good, but he was originally a wide receiver converted to tight end. And he had some problems too. He had a lot of drop passes he shouldn't have had, but through the portal, they have upgraded that. They got gums from North Texas, who was one of the best tight ends in the country last year. At least uh, he, he was all conference in his and uh, had one of the best production you could see. So they got him, they got freshmen. So just who KJ is going to be throwing to is the biggest question mark. But I think as as long as you got Enos and as long as you got that running back core to back him up, uh, he's going to be just fine and and he's going to make it work. Like he's had to, re, you know, people thought, oh, what happens when they have to replace Traylon Burks, who was so good? Well, they still had a really good year. So that's the biggest question mark. But honestly, what it's going to come down to is just can the defensive back seven be average? Like decent, you know that that's kind of the thing. It's like no one's expecting Arkansas to have a top three defense in the SEC. It'd be great, but they went seven and six last year with a horrible, horrible passing defense. So just imagine if they had an average one, like what they could have done, and and some of these games, how bit different it would have been. So I think that that's what it's going to come down to, and what's going to keep them from going seven and five or nine and three, ten and two is if you have a significant jump in that defensive secondary. I'm talking about guys really just being next level, like being healthy for one, but also having great uh, abilities to stop plays, get off the field on third down. And also the big plays too, because that was Arkansas. I think they were dead last in the SEC uh, plays 25 yards or more. Just to slow that down, stop that as much as you can. And I don't see any reason why Arkansas doesn't get to that point and take those significant steps forward this year. KJ Jefferson, Rocket Sanders, the best quarterback running back duo in the country. I mean, I I think so. I'd, I'd love to hear arguments for other ones. I know, listen, I think KJ is the best quarterback in the SEC. And, you know, call bias or whatever, but I just do. And, you know, as far as in the country goes, I mean, obviously Caleb Williams is, you know, there. But 
you know, KJ's got a lot going for him, and, and I love his abilities, and I love what he does. Is He's hard to bring down. He's got a lot of things going for him that's so good. And with Rob, the guy rushed for 400 yards last year. Uh, I mean, it, it's that's, to me... When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Is it's just something that you can't in the SEC, mind you, you can't you know, just thumb your nose at. So with those two guys, I, I'd just be hard pressed to find a more proven duo, especially in the fact that uh, and I even brought this up on my podcast. I went back and looked. This is going to be the only time where the starting quarterback and the starting running back for Arkansas have played together for three straight years. Like that, that has not happened before. You've had guys who were there for two years and then moved on because the quarterback moved on or vice versa. But these guys have played together and have been the starters. This is going to be the third straight year. So I see no reason why they don't play even better, have better production, be better duos this year. And uh, I'd just be hard pressed to find a better running back quarterback duo in the country than what you got with KJ and Rocket. Yeah, John, I can't especially Jefferson who again it feels like he's coming back with this kind of unfinished business mentality and uh yeah I think he's going to take the SEC by storm for sure John neighbors of locked on Razorbacks podcast John let everybody know where they can find your work and keep up with the Razorbacks this season absolutely uh, on John neighbors it's spelled n-a-b-o-r-s because uh long story it's it's just spelled <laughs> weird and differently but anyways you can find me on there and uh the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. You can find that wherever podcasts are found. I have a YouTube page as well at Locked On Razorbacks. Also do a sports talk radio show uh, here in Arkansas on 103.7 The Buzz called Out of Bounds from 1 to 4 every weekday afternoon. So uh, as I tell many people, if you can't find me, that's a you problem because I'm pretty much everywhere. So you just need to figure it out. I love it. John, I appreciate you taking the time, man. Let's definitely do this again soon. Absolutely, man. Appreciate it so much. Headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine, stop noticing, but you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. 
My Patriot Supply has helped over 3 million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour three-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com.